You're listening. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to the Learning Futures. The Learning Futures. The Learning Futures podcast. Welcome to the Learning Futures Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sean Leahy, and I am joined today by none other than Rashna Mather, who is our return occasional co-host, I guess this yes, is. return occasional. <laughs> I like I like that official title, return occasional co-host or something in there. I'm putting it on my LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. But nonetheless, <laughs> I'm absolutely thrilled to have you join me today um, because this is kind of a fun, I feel like I say this almost every time we're like, this is a fun special edition, but let's be honest. I think every episode of the Learning Futures podcast is a fun and special and Agreed. unique uh, conversation. But today it's a really fun opportunity for us to kind of talk just quickly today and share some uh, a recent event, essentially, that, uh, that you were uh, instrumental in and took part of a group event um, that was a student-driven, student-led, I don't want to say conference but event it was a it was an ai exhibit and an ai and exhibit Thank i should you. clarify that you also um for our listeners wow. here dr sean Leahy was a part of this class and in this capacity and in this conversation in the past conversations i've been co-hostish in this conversation i am a student today to talking to you from that capacity yeah as someone from a class from Punya and your class, essentially, you helped assist it, um, called Education by Design, where we were designing an exhibit um, using generative AI last week. Yeah. And so, well, and, and I will downplay my role because all I, I had the, the absolute luxury of just being able to come in uh, and spend uh, not enough time, but the time was very well spent um, with yourself and a handful of other uh, wonderful students that was in Punya's class. This D, what was it? DCI? DCI. No. 691. Yeah. Yes. Education by design uh, mm-hmm. or designing education. Education by design. There we go. <laughs> and uh, so wonderful. And so um, what just transpired a few days ago was essentially this student run again, student um, uh, developed everything from the top to bottom was student driven um, from the course, uh, the AI experience entitled me and we in AI exploring what generative AI means to us and for us. Um, so Roshna, can you, I guess, let's just start all this thing off because first of all, the event has happened. Um, it was a tremendous success. One of the things I think that was special about this event is that was the way it was activated. Um, so I do want to hear, I'm going to turn it back to you for a second here in a moment, because I want to hear, and I want you to share with our audience kind of behind the scenes and what were all the the ways you kind of collectively as a class, how you kind of worked through it, this whole concept of like blank canvas, design an event. Um, and then we can talk about, but in terms of the event itself, it was absolutely a blast to be a part of. Um, you know, it was so wonderful. So we activated the, the event inside the first floor of the Creativity Commons at the Tempe campus at Arizona State University, which um, this is a space that has gone over, you know, a redesign over last summer with a real heavy intent on really focusing on student and learner success and putting different technologies and furniture and all this kind of stuff in place, um, activating as an area that we're calling like the digital makerspace that's right next to the tech hub that allows for, again, this exchange, or um, if you hear me talk at more at length about it at different times, I'll constantly refer to this idea of it allows for flair and focus of those spaces so that 
groups of people can come together, they can focus on something, or you can flare outwards and do individual exploration um, and or study and all those kind of things. And uh, yeah, so it was it was fantastic. We had a ton of people came through. Um, I don't know if we have we ever had like an official head count or anything of that, anything that formal, but it was busy. It was jammed. Um, and that was wonderful. And it was a, a loud cacophony of conversations and laughter and uh, maybe some people questioning. Many ages. Of many ages, because that was another thing there we had too. I think the youngest participant was probably your own daughter. Who yes, she was. Was, right. was not just well, a participant. She, how, and remind me her, of Leia's age. Leia is 12 and she was 12. running one of our booths. <laughs> yes. So Leia was the youngest participant slash uh, presenter right? Was right. 12 years old, um, who, you know, uh, so that was an amazing experience, but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. We had students of all ages, all, you know, 12 and up essentially, um, <laughs> faculty and staff, everyone kind of mixing through there. And we also were trying something out simultaneously, which I thought I was just laughing the whole time, uh, with, with so much fun is that we were also merging an online community of practice that was focused on, artificial intelligence, generative AI and teaching and learning. And so there was a large Zoom contingent of folks that were trying to participate, but the event was not designed originally with the intent of having like a live Zoom component. So I literally brought in a, 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 a <laughs> portable camping battery, put it on the shelf of a cart containing a 65 inch screen neat board with the Zoom screen on it. And so I was literally the most obnoxious like trade floor uh, show correspondent you could ever have imagined, but it was so much fun ambushing that people with a 65 inch TV and interviewing them on the spot about both uh, participants and uh, presenters that were sort of showing off their AI exhibit. It was just a ton of fun. I wish we could show a picture through this. It was, it was really funny. Like it's like those, um, yeah, you kind of see them in movies and and sometimes in other places, like you see someone on an iPad, but you know, you had, you know, walking around with an iPad, like on our, on wheels, but you were straight with like a 65 inch TV, you know, it around this like floor. You know, that's it. If you're going to do it, you might as well be obnoxious okay. about it. Right. Let's not try to pretend that it was anything less. Um, yeah, it was, it was so iPad good. and a little camera and microphone. No 65 inch screen with a camping battery and me just kind of, you know, kind of bulldozing away through a crowd of people with this thing, um, which was, was hilarious. It was, I had, a, I had an absolute, it was, this event was really cool to see it from the initial sort of conception of it and sort of hearing, you know, what was essentially a, a classroom full of, of chefs all trying to decide on what to serve. Uh, so you can imagine kind of hearing the initial thought processes. Um, but no, as, as a team, you guys really pulled together and came up That's with some really great. fun stuff great analogy. And I'm going to, so I would just say like this event um, and this, while it's called me and we and AI, it's, I, I would say there's like two parts to it. One is that th this was a project as part of a graduate class called DCI 691 education by design with the focus of how we use design, design thinking, design principles in education to create or do something right. So there's, that's one facet of it. The other was that really it was an educational experience for those that were participating, passing through this um, creativity commons to experience AI. So they saw the end result. So there's two parts to this whole thing. And that is, so I'm going to share with you really quick, the process of us getting here and how Punya Mishra, who he is a co-host with you on here, uh, um, probably more regular than me, <laughs> I 
think I've done it twice. So Ponya, you've got him. You've got him beat this 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 season. Yeah, oh, do I? Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear that, Punya? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a direct shot, Punya. Rosh so, is coming for you. <laughs> coming for your job. <laughs> so Dr. Punya Mishra, who is the Associate Dean of Scholarship and Innovation and also runs all the doctoral programs at um, Mary Lou Fulton Teachers College. He runs this class, which he says, and I'm going to believe him because I got to be part of this class, is his favorite class to teach, um, Education by Design. He was running basically this experiment also with us, which was trying to take this class for the first time ever with the focus on generative AI. And there weren't, um, you know, he had, he left it pretty open. Our, our job was to understand, read the scholarly works of others before us who have created this understanding of design thinking in the space of design and even um, Bunya's own work in um, educational design. And then to sort of take this, synthesize it and say, what are we doing? What we knew, what we knew was that you, Sean, were going to share a space with us and help us facilitate something on the creativity commons floor. And then we just knew we have to do something with generative AI. It was pretty open and and you described it so well as chefs, you know, a bunch of chefs, because <laughs> what was fascinating, I mean, we were so lucky, this group of nine students, we were, we had an anthropologist. I have this mishmash computer science and education background. We had a business um, director. Uh, we had language and literacy um, person from teacher's college. We had a music teacher. So like talk about the mix of people that came in and with very different connections and relationships to AI. So here we are with varying knowledge, varying understanding. And I think that helped really, that really helped facilitate the process. I think if we were all experts, we would have missed something. But because we were all on a different spectrum, it helped us to relate with, the, you know, and, and my expertise kind of being somewhere in, in between. Um, so what that led to was finally, we said, well, what is our relationship? That's hence me and we, me as an individual to AI and we as a community and society to AI. And we wanted to create this exhibit that just gave a flavor. Like there's there's only so much that can be done in a two hour span, but there was a, a few months, not too long, um, a few, few months of planning. And when I say months, it's like we meet once a week. So it's just a handful of days at the end of the day that we put into saying, well, let's break this this experience and make it a museum-like exhibit. So you're not coming in and doing class with us. We didn't want to do that kind of formal environment. We we know the creativity commons as a space is is a um a lap floor. It has a lot of creative points for collaboration, using technology, but it is an open flowing space. So taking into account the creativity of the creativity commons, we wanted to leverage that space itself and the idea that people don't have to stay in one spot. So given that, we broke it down into a couple of interesting areas where we had one that was focused on the teaching and learning of and with AI in educational spaces. The, another space where we talked about creativity, which had you know arts, very much like those that work with AI, we would have Dolly, Firefly, and those kind of things, but not everybody has seen those, right? Not right. Yeah, absolutely. We had a musical component where you could play around with generating your own music. Then we had a table and an area which was around language and literacies. That was super fun because we had um, people coming up, speaking, and seeing like 
live real-time translations in their voice in different languages. So, um, and I'm going to give a, a, a quick sidebar of that before I get to the last space with my daughter, because that's really special. <laughs> sure, yeah, a sidebar of this is um, yesterday. So Sean, we uh, like like I think a lot of us in our community of practice in AI, we're constantly engaged in AI conversations and presentations. So yesterday I presented at the Agua Fria district with um, Corey, who is the STEM outreach director. And what she was one of the participants in this exhibit. Right. So what happened was she walked up to the language and literacy and I didn't know she did this, but she gave an exposition on love. <laughs> she talked about love in English and she had the student, one, one of our teammates, do a translation translation with Hey Jen, the Hey Jen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Have you played with that one? I I haven't. I've seen it. I've seen like the output of it. I haven't personally spent time. Yeah, like, me neither. Yeah, translate live I've, translating my 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 whatever I have to say, and it's bad enough in English, uh, let alone translating it for like. <laughs> let that be peace of mind. If if English is not you know your first or second or third or fourth language. You're, you're absolved from actually to understand what I'm saying. So <laughs> that's so funny. But that was what she did was she asked them to translate it into Hindi. And so yesterday, I didn't know this. And so yesterday, as we're at the presentation, so I did not see this slide. So right like five minutes before it, I asked her um, in Hindi, I said, what do you think about love? And then she hit play and her Hindi was in her voice and it was perfect. Wow. And it was like, news reporter level Hindi, which was beyond me because it was very formal. Wow. <laughs> so it was just, you know, those experiences and what that led to was us grabbing that for another presentation. I think that those are the things that you go, those are were the moments that you hope for happen in an exhibit like this. And then the final one, and then I'm going to turn it to you, the final one um, that I, it was just a funny situation. So we had an actual physical table with um, items on there. So physical items, we had Alexa's, we had books on AI, and then we had a bunch of toys, essentially. Robots or something, wasn't there? We had a lot of robots. Yeah, we had a couple of robots, robot toys. But you know what's interesting is, I mean, you and I both have young children, so we recognize a toy as a toy. Sure. (laughs) Because we know, we're like, oh, that's like a $15 toy. (laughs) But when you are coming into a space with the expectation that things are AI, you're thrown. And so what happened was that morning as we were driving over, we found out that the student who was going to run that booth, she was sick. And so she couldn't make it. And Leia was in the car with me. I took her out from school and I was like, Hey, so I don't have a lot of time to prep you. (laughs) Guess what you're doing today, by the way, child who is, who thought you were going to have a fun, easy day. (laughs) You're now presenting at a conference event thing. <laughs> That's exactly for grownups. for grownups. So she's standing. And I told her just stand here and talk about this. Like I said, you're aware that well, the only AIs on this table are the Alexas and nothing else's. So just go with it. Whatever people ask you, see what you can engage with. Well, the, what I learned was, I guess osmosis is a real thing. She has <laughs> picked up enough through the, you know, chatterings in the house that happened between my husband and I and my blah, blah, blah of AI. And I'm sure I say this stuff. I don't know. You might do this. Like, I sure. feel like I'm walking by and I don't mean, I'm not giving a lesson. I'm just blah, blah, blahing about something. And so osmosis worked. She has absorbed something and she was able to like spit that back out about what was programmatic, what's not programmatic, what's generative and what's not, you know, surprised that she even knew that. And so that oh, engagement- funny 
to what, what I wanted to point about that engagement, that's what struck me was when she was talking to adults and she was, to, I, I, I we'll get to this after you speak, the prep students that came to, we had 30 yeah. prep students that came. Now, what, cl clarify, because our audience probably has no okay. idea what you say. Yeah. That's very, that's very inside ASU speak. Okay, let me, let me, yeah, that's true. What, that's are, true. what are prep students? Yeah, let me, let me step back. So we had um, 30 ASU Preparatory Academy students and ASU Preparatory Academy, which many people even at ASU aren't aware of, is our K-12 charter school learning system. Um, predominantly, we our physical sites are in um, Arizona, but we have a large digital presence. We have about 3,000 ASU physical students, and then we have about 30,000 learners that are digital that might be learning a la carte one course to like full-blown schooling. So ASU Prep, um, one of their learning systems is what we call the micro school. So these two students are typically digital, but they want once a week kind of presence physically on one of our campuses. So as part of their experience, the micro school ASU prep students, we invited 30 of those students to come in on their day of experiencing emerging technologies where they interacted with us and Dreamscape, which I'll leave that out for a second. But when they came through our exhibit, they were they were participants of this exhibit. And these students were ninth through 12th grade. So they also um, came in and many of them, they had not seen these toys, right? They're older. These toys are targeted at my like, you know, six-year-old. So they just assumed it was an AI. And so it was, it was a really fun, like guess the AI, which is generative and which is not. And that discussion led to more interesting learning. And for my daughter, as the, even though she led the booth, what to me struck me was what a learner learning experience it was for her. So this led us to go, well, you know, can we just have our ASU prep and K-12 in general, K-12 kids be the um, drivers of such an exhibit on their sites right. as a way to teach teachers actively and in a playful way, and also to teach their community and their parents. Cause I mean, they're, they're in it in a way that's so different from us as adults, right? They don't have as that choice. We have like this historical, this is how it used to happen. And young students are like, this is, this is my life now. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that was, that was the kind of exhibit and the participants that came through it were college students, college faculty and professors, ASU preparatory Academy kids. And then actually the youngest was my six-year-old Ronov also came. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. I saw the, I saw the back of his hair as he's running through the Oh geez, right. He was he no, was that, that's, that that's I mean this is all again, you know, and so I'm hoping for people listening what you're what you're starting to be able to 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 grasp is some of the depth and the power of doing these sort of student-led student um focused initiatives. And I and I will, you know, if if he was here, I would try to embarrass him. Um but I will also just give a plug for, you know, such an amazing uh, educators such as Punya, um, for so you know he talks the talk, but then also walks it with a course like this, right? Where he takes he's taking a big risk in many ways as well um, as a faculty member with a class that's like we're going to learn this together, and it might be a disaster, um, but that's part of it. But also with the design elements too, right? It's it's one thing to read all of the you know, all of the theory it, to think about it, to strategize and to come up with all the, you know, the, the ways and interpretations and blah, blah, blah. It's another thing to live it, right. Exactly. To go through those process, design it, and then 
literally put it out like a little baby bird into the world and see <laughs> if it flies or if it gets like consumed by a predator or something. I don't know. Yeah, we honestly didn't know how it would turn out. And I like a real prop step one. Yeah. For not only, I always think about for, for the role and the leader that he is, how much time and effort he's also put into, he designed a lot of the elements, like the visual elements that stitched together this thing. And a visual part of design is, is so important. And, um, he really gave us that freedom. And also I can't, I have to say we were all kind of even me, right. As we're going through it, I was just nervous. Like I, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing till mm -hmm. the night before. And yeah. somehow until you force us all into a situation where you have to come in and do it. And that morning when we got there, it was like amazing to me. I mean, your team was phenomenal. And like, I have to shout out to Josh and the entire Yeah, we should give a, a direct, a, that's a great effort. Let's pause for just a yes. hot moment and give a special shout out to Dr. Josh Thompson, uh, who essentially runs and manages all of the, the tech hub and all of that floor, along with our amazing uh, crew of student employees who are, you know, just an amazing group that are willing to do whatever to help everyone learn or figure out a tech problem or run and grab a cable or try to explain how something works. Um, just a tremendous, because that's, and that was a thing that was fun for us as well in this space. This was a learning experience for us from the facilitation side of doing one of these kind of things. But yeah, so yeah. So, so Josh, if you're listening, thank you, my friend. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And I was amazed at how the students who were part of his team um, were both like, they were so, um, uh, enthusiastic and also were eight, at one point I didn't think we had we didn't we were short of a person at one of our booths I'm pretty sure one of the students ran it <laughs> they just like you know just that like there was a lot of energy and I think the playfulness in that environment the, there was a learning obviously as us as students and how to do design and how we show up and actually create something mm -hmm. that was a learning experience for others as well yeah. but then there was the um just the the other side of being in this experience of watching people come through and saying, huh, this is this playfulness is so critical. We don't take the time and space as teachers always to have that moment where you're not worried about everybody <laughs> and the students to come in, sit down, play and it not be directed. Right. It wasn't a professional development. So we had teachers come in and sit down and try the teaching and learning tools. And there was no pressure to do anything. And in that, what we saw as we observed in this like exhibit playful environment was I didn't, you know, we saw some unexpected things. Like I thought the teaching and learning thing would attract mostly teachers, but what it attracted was a number of students who are very interested in yeah. high school in designing wanted, their own lessons. They wanted to see the brothers. They wanted to see or live the other side of that, that equation, right? Yeah, they did. And yeah. what, what I, I, and it was like, oh, they have an opportunity to also help their teachers, right? In those lesson planning. So, so much happens when, um, you know, you put together a student led kind of initiative. And I really, really hope as people are listening and they hear this, that they, they reach out to you or I, and they look at creating some sort of an exhibit of their own. Um, and while it could be for any topic, since we are talking about AI and, and how, how that's constantly changing, creating something like that in your own school space, community, library, wherever can um, kind of, it, it, it sort of uh, disarms how, how scary things can be, or like, what is yeah. this is it on the Good side? Point. You start to see it as like a tool or something you play with. You also do ponder the ethics and the concerns. You see both sides and those discussions happen facilitated, facilitated by your community space, by doing it at the creativity commons, 
we had so many types of people come through that I don't know that we would have met or others would have met each yeah. other. Like Dan- Danielle McNamara really, really appreciate yeah. that she came out and that she interacted with my daughter. That was amazing. And that was what- a highlight. I will say, I will, I will call that out specifically too. Cause I do remember at one point, again, picture me wheeling a 65 inch screen, which unfortunately for Danielle, I did catch her as well. I, she was one of the people I uh, grabbed for a quick interview, but Dr. Danielle McNamara, who is one of the like leading prolific scholars in learning engineering uh, and AI I look over and your yeah your twelve year old daughter is like telling her what about learning and, and which is wonderful and um but I, you know a, a point I would like to make too around this whole type of an event is this is uh, evidence of how successful these kind of endeavors can be where especially especially when we're talking around new and emergent technologies so generative ai tools things that are you know these things are these things are boiling up and happening as we speak i mean we haven't even talked today about the turmoil of you know of sam altman being oh, ousted right. from from open ai and then ending up in <laughs> is he going back is he not is he now part of microsoft what's happening is 95% of that company leaving we don't know right so right. this stuff is literally happening all the time while we're speaking but one of the one of the advantages of an event like this is it shows the power of being willing right as faculty as administrators as community members as students but it what it paves the way is showing the value of stepping out of that role of i am the master or i have all of the knowledge and i will share it to you in the way that i deem most appropriate and moving through more of a collaborative let's figure this out together we don't know. I don't know the answers. Let's so moving from that, you know, sort of traditional sage on the stage to more of a, you know, let's demonstrate the value of seeking or learning this information together and then have those open and transparent conversations around exactly that. How is this technology going to change or threaten or enhance the things that we do now? and into the future so that we can start having those conversations around privacy, around, you know, what is appropriate use. Yeah. All these kind of things. Right. And, um, and so it's really powerful. So, so as we, I, I want to kind of wrap up here. Um, but one thing I, I would like to ask, so what was, what would you say, Roshna was like your biggest takeaway having had this successful experience? And I think, I can't remember now, maybe I've buried the lead this whole time. One of the sort of magical elements of this whole exhibit and installation and experience is that it was taking place in the public. So yes. I, feel, I think, I don't know if we mentioned oh, that. We didn't say that. We didn't say that the creativity <laughs> commons is a totally public space. Yeah, totally wide open. So it's open to the entire, uh, you know, ASU or university um, yeah. community. Right. So while this is happening, you have people that did not know there was going to be event in this space that are walking through going to class looking That's for right. a place to study, come and hang out. Maybe they had a tech problem and were coming to get, you know, get some technical support or whatever. And they stumble upon this really cool installation of all of this AI stuff. So, um, so that was an added hurdle that I thought, again, a group of graduate students that pulled together in a matter of weeks to pull off an event, uh, um, you know, again, super amazing job. Kudos to all of the team. Um, but you. now that it's in the, now that it's in the rear view mirror, so to speak, what for you has been one of the biggest takeaways that you would like, whether it's in your academic career, professional career, parent career, you know, whatever, what is like the, for you, the biggest takeaway for this moving forward to whatever might be next? 
So I'm going to, I I felt like I had this takeaway and I kind of mentioned this, but from my position, both as a parent and then, so I'll take on those positions as a parent. And then also as uh, somebody who looks at STEM strategy and emerging technologies at ASU Preparatory Academy and how, what it means to integrate it into our schooling systems and our, um, our, our district essentially. So with that kind of hat on and that view I saw the power of this not just being on Zoom, on which is, I mean, these are all digital things. None of this had to be done in a physical space. If right. we really wanted, we could have hosted as one giant Zoom yeah. and it would not have nearly been as much fun or interactive. And we don't know how much people do. So to see something to me with that hat on of a teacher parent kind of, I really would like to see personally this taken over by our K-12 students. So let's say nine to 12 who let's pick that age, but I think it could be even younger and create this. Let's do the teaching the other way, which is not, it's not the teacher or the adult even, but the students who are teaching us because their perception of this, their engagement, it's changing. It's affected by this. Their lives are affected by have them. I would love to see our prep students or even any, any kind of, of these nine through 12 students within the Valley area or wherever, be able to set up this kind of an installation in any, any fashion they'd like in their lab, in their school, with just even a couple of laptops and have the community come through, have their moms and dads and their yeah. parents and guardians, family members come through and have their teachers come through. Th- those be the participants. And then as, as part of my role and even your role in, in, in trying to share information about AI or create change, in my case, it's trying to incorporate this kind of learning at ASU Preparatory Academy, both from uh, um, like policies, but also to learning with and um, about AI. I think this was so much more powerful to experience it in this fashion. And you can't um, you can't replace the community dialogue that happens from the random people coming through. So right. even on a Zoom, like I would have to force a breakout or I'd have to, in a classroom, it becomes a very- And make everybody groan. Right? You don't want to make, I don't want to make people do it. <laughs> right? And then they're like, oh, I got to participate. And it was so natural. Yep. And you, like that prep student got to speak to one of the faculty members coming through or somebody else got to speak to, like, well, Leia spoke to Danielle. And even though Leia was an exhibit, you know, she didn't realize she had an expert coming up and speaking to her. How beautiful would it be is it, as we do these kind of things, if we have invite experts into the space and these kids may or may not know, but sure. what they learn in that moment, just that one nugget is just probably more valuable than everything else. So I think I'm sure Leia had her nuggets, which were like, this adult has come and interacted with me and asked me some difficult questions. And in asking that and trying to answer it, Danielle was also teaching her. And yep. that's that way of learning. Beautiful, like if yeah, I, beautiful moment. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I do think um, for me, that was like a big takeaway. I would love to see more people do it. That's my takeaway. Could I ask you, Sean, what's your takeaway? I think it is definitely worth mentioning here too. Um, to give a shout out to the entire uh, class, the entire 691 team, uh, that includes, uh, in no particular order here, Kevin Brown, Jamie Carmichael, Teresa Hoover, Rizwana Islam, Kelly Kreiser, Jayshan Lee, Roshna Mather, and Lynn Yan. So big shout out to that team for all, what an incredible job of pulling this, uh, pulling this event together. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, at this point, I, I run the risk of just 
repeating things that have already been said. But I think, I mean, the moment that it was sort of in the glow of the event sort of coming to a close, I think that the same, my sentiments would echo many of yours, is the power of this in that space also for us is that, again, is that power of having the students take a leadership role in creating and putting that on display for the community in an open way, inviting those conversations, looking for those serendipitous moments where you're making the connections across different disciplines or studies or generations of people even um, that with these sort of core emerging technologies as, as as sort of like the central focus, because the reality is, is regardless of your stance on the emergence of generative AI or more advancements in AI field or other emerging technologies, they are rapidly moving from this sort of, you know, uh, brand new uh, innovation on the scene and very quickly starting to become very interwoven into the very fabric of our daily lives. And so these are very important conversations to be had, and they should not be limited to just be examined under the context of education, but need to be examined in the context of our lives, because these all are very, they all will have great impact on our human society. And so we, as a way of preserving a humanistic or human first approach, to these emerging technologies, these kind of events, these kind of conversations, these kind of interactions are vital um, for us as a society to understand what's happening and how we're going to change and move and morph with these new emerging technologies. So that'd be my biggest takeaway. I can't beat that. That's perfect. That's a <laughs> and that's a wrap. That's a perfect way to wrap this. I that again, is. thank you so much. Yeah. For- for facilitating that event for us and creating that space for us to do so. And thank you for inviting me here today. Absolutely. Well, Roshan, it's always a pleasure. I do hope you'll come back and be, we can, yes. we, we can have the occasional removed. So you can be like the reoccurring <laughs> guest, not the recurring right. occasional host, co-host or whatever. <laughs> I love it. So thank yeah. You. Awesome. And so, yeah, as always in the show notes, we'll put the links that we have to the event. So you can kind of see uh, all the stuff that we were talking about in greater detail. And yeah, we look forward to more conversations. So Roshna, do please come back, okay? Well said. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And that's a wrap. You've been listening to the Learning Futures Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information and details. If your podcast player allows for reviews, please leave us a note. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. The Learning Futures Podcast is a collaborative production by Enterprise Technology and the Mary Lou Fulton Teachers College at Arizona State University. The show's executive producer is Dr. Sean Leahy, produced by Jacob Snyder with production support by Jennifer Ayala and technical production provided by Jacob Snyder. We hope you have enjoyed this episode.